Patricia Cantillon went to buy a deep freeze. The man selling it to her asked if she wanted to store a game that had been shot in her land. This is what she had to say. I told him that I thought the deep freeze would be great to put the bodies of the people who shot the animals into. What would you do if someone called you eccentric? Patricia Cantillon runs a farmhouse guest house in South Kilkenny. It's called Cullintra House. All around the guest house are guidebooks, good guidebooks, of the best places to stay in Ireland. And if you look up Cullintra House, the word eccentric appears. So the question again is, if you were called eccentric, Would you advertise the fact? Well, if you were Patricia Cantillon, you would. And then again, you have to decide first whether you think eccentric is an insult or a compliment. If you're booked into Patricia's and you call by, she may be out. She could be down at the River Nore having a dip. That's my little cottage up there. Oswald's cottage. That's where we're going now. It's in the middle of January. I'm sitting in the back of the car. The front passenger seat has two baskets on it, a wicker one on top of a plastic one. They're tied on with baler twine around the headrest. They're for the cats for when they have to go to the vets. There's a boat slip down into the Nore just outside Innistig. On one side of the boat slip are two swans out of the water. Oh, that's a, very strong a bad omen. And I'm not. On the other side, Patricia is already in the water. Black one-piece swimsuit and her long red hair gathered into a clear plastic shower cap. She's swimming, but she's not moving. The river is flowing so fast out to the sea 20 miles away that you have to swim just to stay in the one spot. And of course, it's cold. Oh my God, I don't think I've ever experienced anything so cold. <gasps> it's the middle of January, I'm with Patricia. Why do you do it? Oh, just to keep it up, keep the body used to it, and it's good exercise. Where did you learn to swim? I don't really swim in the correct fashion. I just picked it up myself. Right, and you weren't afraid of being swept away by the river, no? Ah, it's not that bad. 
bad. I don't. Yeah. I just watch it. <laughs> Keep and near all, the boat slip. All through the all through the year. All through the year. You're listening to Flux, which is a programme of stories. Flux means flow, which is what every good story does. Flux is also a substance which helps bind things together, which is what every good story can do. This programme features Patricia Cantlin and her home, Calintra House. Maybe in the morning we'd go swimming again when the tide is coming in. So if you want to come up to the house and take a shower then. Great, okay. The house is off a chocolate box lid, a solid old farmhouse, at least from the 1700s or maybe longer. Ivy-coloured walls and a front door with a fanlight. It's surrounded by a garden with tall trees and set on sloping farmland on the side of Calintra Hill near Innistig in South Kilkenny. Patricia shows me to my room. One of the pieces of furniture there is an old writing bureau. Oops. It's full of personal mementos of her life. Photographs, cards and even diaries. That's a picture of my mother and my father and um, an aunt and myself. And the dogs? There were a couple of dogs at that stage. That was Dustin, I think. Or was it? It may have been. And the sheepdog we had. And this is yourself? That's myself, yes. Aged about... About 19 in a dress which I knitted, an emerald green dress that went with my red hair. And where are you standing there? I'm standing in the lawn outside. Oh, right. That's what... Was that a happy moment, that picture there? I suppose it's just a family gathering. Yeah. This was my confirmation... Taken at a stone wall somewhere, I'm not sure where. Which is, uh, and that's a Church of Ireland confirmation? Yes, is it, it is. It's St. Canis' Cathedral in Kilkenny. It took so place. it's like a Holy Communion dress. Well, that's what um, we wore at that stage for confirmation. I don't know what they were nowadays. And you had a 21st birthday card there. Mm-hmm. And is, that, that, is that scorched at the bottom? Well, it must have been the rubbish that was going to be thrown into the fire, but I retrieved them. What, what did you do for your 21st? Just people came to the house and we had a little party at the house here. She skips past a photo of herself with a young man. It could be a beau, a cousin or a friend. Anyway, she's not married. The family would think that that's what one should do, but um, I always said I would never get married. Um, That was my ambition in life. What age did you make that decision? I presume in my 20s, I thought... Well, I wanted to be independent. I don't know who the other people are. Oh, I think it's just somebody I met somewhere who sent me her pic- the picture of her. Number 21st card. Yeah, all thrown there over the years. That's great. So you don't mind people looking at it, looking at the stuff there? Ah, uh, well, I suppose I should put them somewhere else, but um, 
There is very little space for me because most of it is guest guest rooms, okay. and so um, I haven't got very much space for myself. The house is big but not sprawling. The hall, for example, is not a flamboyant statement. It's only slightly bigger than in an average suburban house. To the left of the hall is a drawing room with an open fire and window seats. To the right of the hall is a dining room. Through the dining room is a standard-sized kitchen, utility rooms and a small room that's Patricia's. And the lilac one here is the one that people are taking tomorrow. Upstairs, there are six bedrooms on two floors, including the lilac room. Which has a beam ceiling and uh, a brass bed and um, it's up in the attic. And your flowered wallpaper? I sourced that from an American wallpaper site and had it sent over because it's um, almost identical to the paper that was on the room for years and years which needed replacing. The decor is not uniform, various styles from various times, homely rather than homes and gardens. And the furniture, is this all the original furniture in the house? Uh, No, it's been acquired over the years. Some pieces have been here all the time but some of them I've acquired over the years. The house is in good repair. Patricia's almost finished renovating it mostly by herself. What I've been doing in the past couple of years, instead of painting pictures, I've been painting and restoring the house and scraping and getting little bits and pieces done just to make sure everything is done perfectly. And when do you do that? Uh, When there's a couple of days without any visitors. Okay. I tear the house apart and get ready for the next visitors. So it's been a lot of work. You physically do the painting yourself? Yes, I've physically been working on the house over the past two to three years and um, it's almost all completed now. Outside, some of the old farm outhouses have been turned into bedrooms and lounges. And, um, this is the a con- the convert- piano was tuned to concert pitch in the summer and so my visitors play it. London, I'm seeing Oswald is up here. This is Oswald's room. He sleeps here. My cat, oh, he's asleep up here. Oh, is he? So if you'd like to come up and interview Oswald. Okay. But we don't have to him here, because you'll meet him later. Okay, does he talk? He does, yes. He has a lot to say, don't you, Oswald? Maybe not at the moment, because he's relaxing. Oh, I see. This is his bed. Is he, and he's a male? He's a male. Is he the top cat? Oh, he's the top Man, he's the owner here. I'm only working for him. Oh, <laughs> he is enormous. Aren't you, Oswald? That's Melanie speaking. Is he making that sound? No, no, it's Melanie behind oh, you. Oswald will come in and talk to you later. Because right. he's relaxing at the moment. So this is a little lo- loft room. In this the is for the cats to sleep. They have their own room. They have their own room. Now, this is important. The cats... On Patricia's website, you're told that this is a cat lover's paradise and there are plenty of pictures of Patricia's cats. There's Penelope Jane and her daughter Libby Muffin and Libby Muffin's adopted son Oswald. And then there's Mitzi, who has just three legs and a short tail. And um, there's Melanie, who lives in the yard. Patricia made another life decision around the time she decided not to get married. Even if I was married... I wouldn't have children under any circumstances. How did you describe him? 
my son Oswald. <laughs> Sunshine. Oh, son as in S U N. And my son. And your son. Oswald. Are they like your children? They are, absolutely. <laughs> They're my family. Stories on mummy, are you? Yeah. There are cat things everywhere. Little books of cat sayings, statuettes and pictures of cats, and stuck on the side of a metal thermos on the breakfast table, a cat fridge magnet. There's also Rupert. I'll tell you about him later. Hello, pussycat. The other guests have arrived. Oh, you're not impressed. You're not going to run away from me, are you? Oh, what's wrong? Oh, hello. Hello. Mary and Phyllis from Dublin. Aren't you a fine furry? Hello. Aren't you gorgeous? Huh? Yeah. It's Tuesday night and they're staying until Friday. Patricia doesn't like people staying only one night. It takes time to relax and get into the swing of things anyway. Lots of animals and birds and walks to the mountain, to the cairn of stones, into my wood, down to the little cottage down the lane and to meet my cats and get to know my cats. You're listening to Flux with Ronan Kelly. In this programme, Patricia Cantlin and her unusual farmhouse guesthouse in South Kilkenny. The house is in Patricia's family since the early 1900s. Her father was a farmer and her mother had Patricia when she was 40. Patricia is an only child. Well, I was brought into the world to take over the farm and to look after the farm and um, you were given your role of what you were to do. And so that's what you did. How was that communicated to you? I've no idea, but um, it was just how it was. And it was exactly what I wanted to do anyway. And when you say you were brought into the world, did somebody say to you at some stage, actually, this is this is an express decision and this is, we decided we wanted children and we wanted a child to take over the farm? That's about it, I suppose. Oh. Mm. Tell me about your growing up and what it was like to, to grow up here as an only girl in this house, in the big house. I suppose you were like an adult from the time you were a child because you weren't really playing with children. And so um, I had dolls, but I never really played with dolls. I just, you had to have dolls because it was the thing to do, but I never really played with them. What were you interested in? Cats, really. (laughs) They were my dolls, I suppose. Patricia went to the local Church of Ireland school until she was 16. Five or six pupils and one teacher. It was five miles away, downhill in the morning, up the hill in the evening. She was born in Colintra House, reared here, and has never lived anywhere else. Was it possible to meet other children to play with? Uh, not very much. Not so much. And did that bother you? No, not at all. And were you shy as a child? Very shy. Just because Patricia hasn't lived anywhere else doesn't mean she doesn't get away. She does. America, South Africa, China and all over Europe. But she tries to keep the trips as short as possible so as not to be away from her business for too long. 
I do a lot of running around and see as much as you can because that's all I can get away from here. Is it very tying having people coming to stay? Well, you never look at it as being tying. You look at it as a way of life and um, interesting meet, to meet people. Are you still shy? No, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. How did you overcome it? Having visitors to stay. Mm-hmm. So, the first couple of times, you must have been a wreck, were you, if you were shy, the prospect of people coming in? No, not at all. Because you had a role, you had something mm, you I needed. I suppose so, yeah. The role is of hostess. In the daytime, if the cat has put muddy paw prints on the window seat, she'll take the bottom of her skirt and clean it. Not in the evening time. That's when Patricia slips into character, the ideal dinner party hostess. When I got the material in Latvia on a trip in November... There are the dresses. And the other one, I got the material in Limerick. Which she makes herself. The other one is um, satiny striped material which when catches the light uh, the light greens and blues blues and greens yes and I'll wear that blouse also with a belt for Mm. serving dinner these are full length dresses it's a full length dress this is part of the service this is part of what you do it's it's you you prepare the food and you prepare yourself exactly yes I present myself for my dinner parties in my home this is an aga And it's big enough for everything you need to, to do? Well, I have two fan-assisted electric ovens as well, and I have a gas a hob as well. Okay. Then there's the food, which Patricia also prepares herself, on her own, determinately so. I've had people over the years, yes, but I find that I can do it much better on my own. They were all, only in the way, really. Oh, <laughs> yes, but I never allowed anyone into the kitchen in the morning. I never allowed anyone into the kitchen until about one in the afternoon, until I had everything done. Not only does Patricia not have help in the kitchen, but this is what happens if you try to go in and talk to her during the evening meal. The door is locked. And don't ask what's on the menu. What are you doing tonight? Uh, I never tell anybody what I'm cooking in advance. They just get each course as it comes. That's not because you're making it up as you go along now, is it? No, it's not. It's just that um, it's more interesting to not realise what you're getting next. One of my visitors who came to stay as... A helper said, no, 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 you must never say what you're getting. She knew it from both sides, from the side of being here as a guest. And she said, you should never tell your visitors what they're getting next. I just ask if there's any dislikes about food, and then I avoid anything they don't eat. It's Patricia's home and Patricia's rules. Dinner is late, around 10 o'clock, and it's five courses spread over two hours. smoked salmon salad and I made a dressing myself from olive oil, um, balsamic vinegar, wine vinegar, mixed herbs, salt, pepper, sugar, honey. Mushroom soup which I made from fresh mushrooms. Trout with almonds done in butter and vegetables and roast potatoes.
Irish cheese, locally mostly. Blackberry and apple crumble. Vanilla cheesecake, which I made, of course. The other rules of the house are, of course, you must like cats, or at least tolerate them, and you must make an effort with the other guests. It'd be hard not to. There's only a few of you, and it's a small dining room. And Patricia joins the guests for dessert. A lot of friendships have been made in my dining room. Finishing a five-course meal after midnight, the guest might have to go outside for a stretch. You must have beautiful stars at night. Yes. That's like in the city. Maybe we'll, hopefully we'll have a clear night. Look, you can see the batters onto the tree. Is that Mickey Muffin? Mickey Muffin. Hello, love. Some nights, Rupert is outside. He's a fox. Patricia feeds him. Hello. I called you. This isn't Rupert. Come on, lovey. Come on. It's Melanie. I'll just go and see if Rupert's there. As well as being fed, Rupert knows he's safe with Patricia. People don't think about wild animals, and I try to protect the wild animals. I try to protect the foxes and whatever. So you won't have a hunt going across your land? Most certainly not. And what about local people? Do they want to shoot on the land? They try, unsuccessfully. And would you physically go out and and stop them? Of course. This isn't the only way Patricia differs from some of her neighbours. She's objected to planning permission for new houses in the area and has had run-ins over her attitude to the countryside. My visitors from America said they weren't as enthusiastic about Ireland as they had been before because of all the buildings that were going up. They felt that they were um, the Irish people are killing the goose that laid the golden egg. What about the people who say, we can't live in an open-air museum and you can't eat the history and... The rural, rural Ireland should be something that should be there for the people who come from there and not there for the tourists to walk and admire the views. Well, I think the Irish people should enjoy the countryside too. But if they say, look, I want to live here and I want my sons and daughters to be able to build houses here and for us to have a thriving community here. But they won't. there won't be the work for them in the countryside if they spoil it. No sign of Rupert. Oh. <laughs> He's obviously been fed elsewhere. Yeah. No, I just thought that maybe when Oswald was out there, Rupert might be there. And do they fight? Uh, Rupert's afraid of Oswald. He isn't? He is. He is? Rupert's afraid of Oswald. Lord. Yeah. And on your website, it says, you can call me between 10am in the morning and 2am in the morning. Mm -hmm. What what are you doing at 2am in the morning that people can phone you? Um. Tidying up after dinner and making scones and checking my emails and various little bits and pieces, perhaps updating my diary. And you used to do your paintings at night time as well, did you? Sometimes, yes. Right. If there are visitors and I'm painting, I'll paint when they've gone to bed. But normally it's in the wood. Most of the paintings are of her wood. 17 acres are of a 100-year-old wood a few fields across from the house. Normally she makes her way over with a quad bike, but it's being repaired at the moment. If my painting is interrupted by a phone call and I have to leave and go home or something, 
I uh, usually stop the bike at that point and I put down a, a marker and come back to the same spot the next day again or whenever I can to finish the painting. What's the marker? I usually use a paper napkin under a stone, a red paper napkin under a stone and put it at the side of the wheel of the bike and come back and position the bike which is very comfortable with a nice padded seat and I work away there again. Patricia says that her parents had her to keep the farm and the family and she's done that. The gates and the piers look early 20th century, but are new. She farms 230 acres with the help of contractors. And when there's guests, she's always on duty. She doesn't really drink, for example. When you're running a business, you can't afford to have a drink. You live far away from everything, and if there's an emergency, you need to have a clear head and be able to drive at all times. Three other things. Logs, website and psoriasis. Patricia cooks cleans, decorates, maintains, paints and farms. She also uses the logs from her wood. I'll split it with the log splitter which is on the back of the tractor. She contributes to her own website. I did a photography course in Hampshire a couple of years ago and then I brought home the stuff I did and a local person added to it for me. And she makes a special family ointment. Originally it was made for ringworm and scurvy but people asked to try it for psoriasis and it has had great results and have you had that yourself has it worked for you have you used i've never used it except for uh, maybe a little gog it has helped to heal something like that what's that word Uh, they would call it a gog where there's a cut at the side of the nails that's a a great word this is patricia's world and she likes it the way it is and the more things change outside her 230 acres the more she likes it Ireland is losing its its Irishness and it's very difficult to find an Irish person in Ireland now. And do your guests comment on that? Um, They find that Ireland is not just exactly what it used to be anymore and it's not as spectacular as a result of the watering down of the nationalities. Oswald, come on, love. That's the programme. Thanks for listening. You can write, if you wish, to flux at rte.ie or to myself, Ronan Kelly, RTE Radio 1, RTE Dublin 4. Oswald, Oswald, come on in, love. Come on, Oswald.